Lego. Lego. There we go, everybody. James Camacho. Oh, dude, I got you right as soon as you were about to drink water. <laughs> go ahead, bad, bro. Have a, have a delicious My sip. timing's impeccable. All good, dude. So you just came from the Upper West Side, and I see you have a pretty busy night tonight. Today being Thursday. It's going pretty well, man. Yeah, tonight's one of those... Uh, one of those nights where, you, like, for comedy, you, I look at my, uh, whatever, calendar schedule, yeah. itinerary, whatever you want to call it. Like, itinerary is too nice of a word for a comedy <laughs> schedule, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't know how I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to miss any shows, but I'm going to be definitely running late. Definitely probably break it even because I'm going to have to take an Uber. I have to go to the Brooklyn Tiny Cupboard. I saw that. That's, like, your first show, right? Yeah. And then I have to go to the Strip in the Upper East Side. Uh-huh. And then I have to go to Soho, which is around here. Ish, kind yeah. Of, you just take, keep taking the train, and down. then I have to go back to Brooklyn. And what? it's what's it's the funny. most amount of what's the most amount of shows you've done in a night? I think I've done uh, seven or eight, uh-huh. a couple times, and uh, yeah, it's it's too much. You know, like as the more I do comedy, the more I'm like three spots is fun. Yeah, and then like four or five. Once you get to five, it's a little bit ridiculous. Unless you're like, unless every spot's like a paid spot, then you're just racking up dough and you're yeah. working on stuff. But it's like. You know, I used to do these spots at LOL, and I would right, do, right, like, right. five in, like, two hours because they had three rooms. You would just get off stage, go to the next one. And then, you know, in between, you would go around and do other shows. But yep. it's, like, at a certain point, it's, like, you're just – you don't even remember what bits you, you did. Right. Like, I like by the fifth, sixth show, you're, like, literally, you stop, and you look at the crowd, and you go – Fuck, did I say this one already? Yeah, like, so, so Gianmarco Ceresi was actually on the podcast um, a few days ago, and he was talking yeah. about how... Is Gianmarco yeah, Ceresi? Gianmarco, I, I yes. always thought it was Gianmarco Ceresi. Yeah. No, Gianmarco Ceresi. So he was... he was all he, he, Oh, good. So I did he, it all Irish So, shit. dude, he, he was just talking about how, yeah, bro, I mean, you can get that many spots in a night. It's stressful, but, you know, you get to work on stuff, and... I guess if you're not brank at the bank, like having to sprint to other comedy shows, yeah. like taking Ubers here and there, you know, it could be worth it for a l- long night like that. You know, it's, it's, I think it's every comic's got to do it for, you know, it's fun. It's an experience, but I think, um, the more you get to know yourself, the more you can kind of like see what you, 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 was good for you. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, if someone offered me seven paid spots, I'm all for it. But if someone's like, Hey, like you're, you know, here's four and the last three are going to not be paid. I, I think it's like I don't even want to go through the stress of getting to that place. Yeah. Um, unless I have like, unless I do have a lot of new shit, but it's like if I have to, but like let's go to the, the cupboard. But um, I have five shows in um, Manhattan. To me, it's like too much stress, and the stress bogs me down, and like I get depressed, and it's like, you know, I I'm not I'm not I don't handle stress well. Okay. So I think I I like to like um, uh, be comfortable in terms of like. I like this safety of like, oh, I'm not going to miss that spot or, you know, you know, I'm going to I don't want to get in trouble. And to me, that's too stressful. Right. Yeah. But well, well from here, you're going to where's Tiny Cupboard again? Bushwick? It's, I, I don't know what part of Brooklyn. Something like it's that. Far. I, I believe so. It's, yeah. A little bit far. And then you got to come back to the Upper East Side. So you're yeah. definitely traveling a lot this morning. It's funny how like if you were in really any other place, I'd say probably in the country. I mean, there's no shot. You'd be able to do even more than like three spots no. in one night, you know, which yeah. is a beautiful thing about the New York City subway. But also it's the best, a little bit stressful that, um, it's you know, com- you got to rely on the subway fully. Literally complaining about first world problems. <laughs> yeah, you dude. Know? I mean, well, New York is the, you know, the mecca for comedy, as of course, you know, and I see you're headlining a bunch of shows in the future. Are there, is there anything um in the future coming up in the next couple of weeks that you're really looking forward to in terms of headlining um i'm headlining this place called rhino comedy club in suffern 
And I don't want to say I'm not excited, but I've been there before, okay. you know? And it's like 30 minutes outside the city. How do you get there, Long Island? Uh, uh, I'll have someone, uh, I have someone that's going to drive me up there. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. I'm at the point now where I'm, uh, I get people to drive me to places. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. What, your opener or what? Um, yeah, I mean, it's weird to call my opener. Um, it feels like, you know, I, like I own him or something. It's, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's, he's my opener, I guess. And, um, I mean, I have a few guys. I yeah. don't know if anyone has like, I, I, there are definitely some comics that have like opener. Yeah. Singular. Sure. For me, it's like, I have like a, a bunch like of a, friends. I have a couple. Yeah. Okay. That I, I go to. Yeah. That's always, I mean, that's always great. So I actually, um, opened the show in, at the Miami Improv for Hannah Burner about like three weeks ago. And that oh, was great. Yeah. Just in general, like I was down there. Yeah. My dad is down there, uh, for the winter for the next few months. And I was just like, I was already there. So, yeah. you know, I hopped on stage and it was great. That's fun. Yeah. And, I, and people love opening. I feel like, well, like, why wouldn't you love opening? You know, it's, it's, it's so easy. Like I, I didn't, when I was op when I was like opening, I always thought it was very stressful because mm -hmm. I, I wanted to prove myself, yada, yeah, yada, yada. Yeah. But now that I'm headlining, it's now I look at the opener. I'm like, you gotta, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, you just like warm up the crowd a little bit, yeah. which usually goes well, especially if like you're handpicked by right. the person who's headlining. And if there's like fucking four, or whatever, three shows, two shows in one night, yeah. the first show you only do, usually only do like 10, 15 minutes because yeah. you don't want to go over time. Uh, the show doesn't, you know, you don't want the second show to start. You, yeah. you basically just go high, do your best shit, try a new thing, and then do your closer. So it's like, and if, if you bomb, which I've done plenty of times as an opener, the headliner just cleans it up and no one even gives it. Like, they still come up to you like, we had a good time. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even yeah. though I sucked, you still had a good time. But if you bomb as the headliner, no one has a good time. Right. You know? Well, how, long, how many minutes are you doing as a headliner? Um, oddly enough, I try to do 45, which I think is the standard. Okay. But oddly enough, when I go to these clubs, and it might just be because I'm headlining, like, like, newer clubs, they always ask me what I want to do. I'm right. like, aren't you supposed well, to tell I've me heard what that I want to do? I think, I think that that's great, man. I think we're moving yeah. in the direction of where... Um, creators and stuff have so many things on their plate in terms of like we were just talking about before we hopped on recording like yeah. you used to have a podcast but now you're recording the clips you're recording um, <laughs> little bits whatever it is putting the full episode on YouTube but like yeah. now I think comedy clubs in general may just all of a sudden maybe not all of a sudden but since TikTok, Instagram and all these social media apps have become very prevalent like they're yeah. looking to the talent to kind of see fully what they want to do because they yeah. have a good idea in terms of managing their own career or whatever right I, I even think about openers i think i i really think like four three years ago whatever bringing your own opener was like a privilege like you had to earn that and i like now i think everyone ha gets the option yeah even like, yeah, yeah yeah even like like nobody's like me i like i if i say i want to bring someone they're usually they, they there's no problem i always feel like that was like a big ask interesting yeah Interesting. Well, I think since like comedy also has made a comeback since Corona, it's been like on a hot streak. And then, you know, Omicron was an issue for a moment. Yeah. And then hopefully, I don't know, it's still moving upwards. And also you go to a place like where you're headlining and stuff for New York. I can yeah. imagine that there's really not that much comedy on a day to day basis. So when they have the opportunity to go out on a Friday or Saturday, yeah, they're pumped. You know, if they're oh, seeing yeah. James Camacho, they're seeing, um, you know, whoever's headlining it's, that particular it's, day. It's, it's definitely true. Like um, you go to a town, there, there's not a lot going on. Um, so they're super grateful, which is awesome. But there's also, you know, to be devil's advocate, it's like some of these towns haven't heard any type of humor, you know, before. So it's so easy to, to, I guess, be a hack really, and like do dick jokes, race jokes and like stuff that's like, or do you crowd work where you're just like, you guys are married. And the guy goes for one second goes, Oh, you go, Pah! 
you don't know how long you know you hate her. You yeah, know you're like you're a piece of shit. Work kind of stuff, right? Right, and that sh- will kill on the road. Yeah, because they don't go to comedy. They don't go to a lot of comedy shows. But in New York, most people have been to a few comedy clubs. They've seen you know they have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, all this stuff. They're yeah. they're up to date with everything going on in social media. So there's they're way smarter and savvier. So you, your stuff needs to be extra tight. Extra good in New York, for sure. Do you feel like every single day you need to sit down and write a joke? Or is it like every single day I need to somewhat progress my career forward in that I'm recording a TikTok, maybe I'm doing right. a podcast, putting it on YouTube, putting up clips? Here's what I think. I think I'm kind of like, I'm, like, I think I'm kind of a creature of habit in this sense. Where like, for the first seven years of comedy, I wrote every day, got up every day, and uh, I was like, I'm OCD about it. But now I'm starting to like... I. I realized I have like a 45 minutes I can headline with. Yeah. I have a set in the city I can do. Now it's just about monetizing and bringing people out. And like, so now I'm focusing my energy on the business side, but I'm not doing the writing. And I feel, I feel weird and I feel guilty. And I feel like, but it's what I got to do. And like, um, yeah, I, I wrote a new joke today, but it was an accident. It was like, I, I just saw a news article and I joked and then, my 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 girlfriend's cousin laughed. I'm like, that's not even me writing. That's just me being you know, just a dickhead in conversation, you know. So on a night like tonight, when you have what four shows? Four shows, yeah. Um, how much of that 45 material will you be doing all throughout the four shows? Do you think you'll probably use uh, all of it, or you kind of maybe repeat a little bit? How's no, that looking like for you? I think in the city, it's like usually you have like a, a 15 minute set in the city. You have ready to go. That's your killer stuff. So it'll be. Like, uh, I would say the, the cupboard and I, I guess just the cupboard, the cupboard, I might maybe try some, some newer stuff, like stuff that, that, that I've been doing, but that's newer. And then at the strip, I'll, I'll probably start off a, and then if I feel like I'm in a groove, I'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle in stuff. And then what the fuck's the other show? Soho Playhouse. It's like the first time. I'm, I'm what is that at? Is that at Soho House? Soho Playhouse? I have or no? no idea. It's just like another the heroin heroin club. Heroin. Heroin. H U R O N. Heroin's good. Too. Yeah, the heroin. That, that might be better than the heroin club. Yeah, heroin. I don't know. That sounds like a Greek. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Greek god of so uh, you, nothing. But, but four spots, and you kind of basically have an idea of what you're doing, and then you know mix in stuff here and there. Whatever, yeah, regular I, Thursday night. So, so tonight, it's like I have these. I think about two bits that are new that I that have been working, but I'm like trying to like sharpen, tighten, and stuff, and just kind of prove that they it's going to be a material. Yeah. And then I have, like, a new joke, a topical joke that I want to try to see if I can get on video for social media. Okay. That's pretty much the, like, the testy stuff. And then everything around that will just be making sure I, I, I kill, you know? So before you were talking about social media manager, how yeah. closely do you work with your social media manager? And how does that kind of look like on a day-to-day payments and, so this, you know, this, him with clips, whatever? Um, it's a her, mm-hmm. first off. Excuse me misogynistic pig <laughs> um no it's <laughs> it's just a new thing there's a new thing with the social media manager i just felt like i'm very disorganized like um i'm i i think i'm a smart guy but like i like most comedians have notebooks right one notebook everything's in here you have a couple people you'll see they have like little little, little uh yellow things with the little like a bookmark? Yeah, book. See, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> they'll have like little bookmarks that are color coded and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I have 11 notebooks right now. A ver- like mar- black marble ones, five stars, little ones. I have computer notes. 
And there was no rhyme or reason. It's just whatever I feel like grabbing. I have napkins with, with, with notes on them. Yeah. And it should be just in one place. I have things everywhere. I'm all spread out. And I'm not even or- – like, I, it's all over my apartment. Um, I, it's terrible. Like, I have, I have sticky – I have probably papers in my jacket that are new jokes that I won't even remember because I just lose them, you know? Or they just go in the garbage or whatever. Or they put them in the laundry and they're done. So it's like I always felt like with social media – I have a lot going on, but I'm not exactly organized or kind of know what direction I'm, I'm trying to head in or my, what my goals are necessarily. All I know is like I want to get more following, make more money, and, and that's it. Sure. So I hired, I, I hired someone because I felt like I just needed uh, help, you know? And also, like, my, like I, 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 I kind of, like, built this thing up to where now it's kind of just been stagnant for a while. How, so, how long is a while, would you define? I think, like, during the pandemic up until... The end of last year. So would you say like the past, uh, what, like year and a few months? Yeah. So it's like I, I went from like 5,000 followers on Instagram to like 12K. Yeah. And and that was like beginning of this year. And then it's just kind of, what, what is it? Beginning? Yeah, it's just kind of been stagnant. And then TikTok, I went to like 50,000. And then it's maybe gone up like a few thousand since then. Dope. And Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's like, you know, you get complacent with whatever. But I, I just feel like I... What am I doing? Like, like I need help. So, and then she's great. Like, she's telling me like um, ways I can make money that I even thought of. Tell my analytics and um, just, just, just uh, marketing techniques to brand yourself. Um, and I'm trying all of them. And you know, it's only been like a, it's only been a short amount of time. And I just, I feel like um, I'm a little more guided as before when I was just like throwing shit all over the place. You know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, in terms of, like, I see her twice a week. Yeah, wow. And she's super nice. I mean, she's, like, we met Monday, and she talked to me for, for three hours. Wow. It's does almost she, like a therapy session. Does she, um, does she work with other comics? She doesn't work with other comics. So she works with um, she works with companies, usually. So, like, I'm her own. She's, like, my consultant, kind of. Uh, like, the, um, she usually, what she usually does is, like, companies come to her, and she has a whole team. That will take over their social media. That's wow. that's usually what she does. So you don't post your own stuff, really? Oh, I post everything. So she just will send you the clip to post. She, she'll tell me what trends are working, what I sh- like, what strategies I should do. Because um, I like um, uh, finding the clips, editing. I don't mind doing that stuff. It's just like I want to make sure I'm doing it, like posting it or doing things right, you know? So she, she's, I mean, right now she's, like, we're going to meet tomorrow, actually, and she's going to tell me about, like she's going through all my analytics, and she's like uh, going to tell me what trends are are the best and what, like kind of where I should be leaning towards. So you, know? you find that this is like for however much money it is that it's like beneficial for what you're doing. As of right now, I feel good about it because I'm actually like I'm a one man team, and uh, now I feel like I have someone on my team. Nice. That's that's feel I feel like they're passionate about helping me out. Okay, you know. And but then it's about results, so we'll see how totally the results do. are. So how long have month. you been doing it? Uh, like a, a two weeks. Okay, yes, yeah, so very new. So you see though, but like once you start to see that when you're on the road and then you see more traction and stuff like that, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll keep going. I just want to make more money. Right now, necessarily, um, it's called conversion when you 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 do something on TikTok and then you, whatever you post a ticket link, and then people actually go there and buy it. Totally. It's called a conversion. Yeah, um, conversion I think is is. I, definitely a goal, but right now my goal, like, is just to start making more money. Whether it's like more views equals more payment from TikTok or YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, 
Um, and also it's like ads. Like she was like, dude, you have like X amount of views per video. Um, you could just take that number and go to a, a, a company like whatever for razors, show them the like, the, like 50% of your, your audience is this demographic and you could like try to get ads, you know? And I'm like, you know, I feel like such a, a simp. I'm like, just like, I don't know. Really? I could. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, you can get an intern. I'm like, who the fuck would want an intern for me? She goes, there are people that would want to work with you, like, and help you out. And you give them college credit, they'll fucking do it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like literally like drooling. Like, oh, they can. Right. And I just feel like clueless on the business side. That's why I love these comedians that are, they, they go to school for marketing and business. And then, you know, you see them at open mics with suits on. You're like, look at that fucking dork. But then once they get a little funny, they next thing you know, they're like doing every show and they're selling tickets. It's like, because they know how to market themselves. You said you've been doing comedy in the city for about seven years now. Seven years, yeah. So where's your favorite um, spot right now? Favorite place to do a show? My favorite place is, um, I would say the comic strip. Because uh-huh. that's uh, it's really where... <laughs> I get booked most. Yeah. Um, for Fair like just paid regular past spots. And like when that room is like on a weekend when it's sold out, it's, it's, it's a great room, uh-huh. you know? And it's like, it's so New York and like got a lot of history. Another club I really enjoy is, um, no, we'll go a comic strip and then, um, that's it. I mean, the, I, I did the stand. I did your show at the yeah, stand. Yeah, bro. We had an amazing time. By Dude. the way, yes, James Camacho at the stand. Dude, we had an amazing turnout that night. It was really fun. That was, it was like was sold great. out pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was great. No, that was, was like, that was, a, that was a, that was great. Like, I, I was just up there thinking like, oh my God, like, because like, every, like, stand's a great club, so every show down there must be like that. Yeah. I'm like, so these comics doing like 58 spots there a month. I'm like, this is, they <laughs> 58 of these a month? I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, that to me is like. A gift, yeah. you know. Even the lo- even the sh- even the shows upstairs, you know, do do fairly well. There yeah. was there was a time um, during Omicron, so I guess it was probably like eight weeks ago now, where it really yeah. slowed down and it was tough to fill one of those rooms. Sure. But yeah, I mean, the stand is always popping, and people it feels good. I, people, I think, also like the idea that it's not a two drink minimum and buy something. Like you can go to the stand, buy a ticket, and just do whatever you want. Is that right? I didn't yeah, know. it's like one of the only clubs in the city that actually does. Oh, that. there's no minimum. Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy, like, and people oh. don't even know that. How the fuck do they like make money the Chappelle minimum. shows then? I mean, well, the Chappelle shows, they sell $200 tickets. It's also, too, it's like the whole place is beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the art, the food's great. Yeah. All the servers are, are gorgeous. It's one of the best hangs, if not the best hang yeah, for I'd say New York the, comedy. I'd say the, the best hang. Yeah, every time I go, it's, it's amazing. Like, I always see someone I know, and it always feels good, and yeah, it's like, it really, it's hard, like, especially if you're a working comic, and you're just running around doing spots, you go there, you kind of want to just sit down and be like, is it the fucking weekend? Like, yeah. am I supposed to turn up now? Yeah, like, man. Like, 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. Like, no joke, you still see 15 comics just hanging out, yeah. talking. Just shooting, shooting the, the shit, shit having exactly. fun, like, partying. I'm like, wow, this is, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's really something special, and I uh, hope, uh, I hope in the future I, I, I uh, get to do more, uh, more shit there. For sure, yeah. dude. So, um, in traveling, have you found or had, like, a favorite comedy club? That you've been to headlined or maybe done some time on or yeah favorite moment in comedy and then maybe favorite comedy club if you want to mix those two together okay. mix those so two. i would say favorite club it would probably have to be either i guess let's say stress factory oh yeah wait oh yeah i saw a picture of you doing that which one yeah. the bridgeport no, New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. Have you done the Bridgeport one? Bridgeport's good. So too, I've done yeah. the Bridgeport. I have not done the New Jersey one. It's it's yeah. The Bridgeport's it's great. It's beautiful. Um, but sometimes the crowds can be a little crazy there. 
Um, the Stress Factory in New Jersey, I love because it's like, it's just if it's like a gritty comedy club, you know, like like so many New York comics go there and just fucking die, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a it takes a it takes some kind of different skill to like have a good set there, you okay. know. And when that place is like four hundred people, it is fucking rocking. Oh, so it's kind yeah. of the same size as Bridgeport. I thought Bridgeport was bigger. I think Bridgeport might be maybe it's bigger size wise, but like seat wise, it's yeah, because the they have that second deck yeah, in Bridgeport, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, the the one in Brunswick holds maybe not four hundred, maybe three hundred. Uh-huh. But no, it's 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 a it's a tough room, but at the same time, it's it's a great room, you yeah. know. And I like honest rooms like that. A, a club, another club that's great on the road, the Side Splitters. Where's that in Tampa, Florida? Okay, that's just a fucking great club. I mean, they have such a great reputation for comedy that the, every every crowd there is is awesome. You know, it's one of the rare, like, I did a weekend there. They do a lot of shows a weekend. I think you do uh, one Thursday, two Friday, three Saturday, and one Sunday. Woo! So you do a lot of shows. And it's the it was one it's one of the rare clubs where I've done weekends there where every show is great. Dope. There's never a problem. And how big is that place? It's maybe, like, it's like 150, 100. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it looks bigger in photos, but it's it's a lot smaller in person. But it's just a great club. It's got such a rich history, and the people that go there, they're trained to enjoy comedy. Yeah, you know, you love that. Yeah, it's 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 a great club. It it it's uh, they take care of you, and it's just it's one of the best. You know, there's probably a lot I can't even think of now that are great too. But those are two that just come right off my mind. Levity Live too. Yeah, and West Nyack is gorgeous, and um, that's a that's a great club too. Any yeah. uh, particular dates that you're looking forward to more so than others in the upcoming months? Yeah, so I have stuff that's coming up that's like new comedy clubs I've never performed at. Oh wow! Yeah, I saw you're doing some stuff upstate too. Maybe Rochester? No, no, not Rochester. I'm doing uh, upstate New York. Doing Suffern, and then I'm doing uh, I'm doing some new cl- uh, some club in uh, Seattle. Dope. And oh, I'm doing the the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store in oh, April. Wow, nice. And uh, so, what you're just going to LA and you have those spots? Yeah, I'm going to LA right before Seattle. Okay, I'm going to be out there. I might as well, you know, just have a good time for sure. And then I'm doing like a new club and new club for me um, in uh, Arizona and Aurora, Illinois. So I'm excited because you know it's I got butterflies like my first time there and I'll be headlining and like I'm starting to get comfortable headlining too. So you know I think my first couple. Few my few first few headlining things I'm like fuck like oh my god like fuck 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 now I'm just like oh yeah no I know what I'm doing right totally. that's funny you mentioned that like people will ask me sometimes like do you ever get nervous before the Ted Jones comedy show and I for the most part I really won't get nervous before those shows but yeah. like if I do another show like whatever I'm doing the comedy shop um, in a couple of days yeah like that show I would just get more nervous for I just feel like yeah. I, you can kind of control like when you headline tell me yeah. if, tell me if I'm wrong but yeah. Like, you can kind of control the energy in the narrative, right? Like, yeah. as long as your energy is high up and great and, like, you know exactly what you're going to say in your yeah. jokes and what you're going to say on stage, you kind of black out the audience, right? You're not like, oh, shit, that joke didn't work. I hope this other joke doesn't work. Yeah. Especially when it's just like, this is James Camacho headlining. It's not like, this yeah. is a group of comics. You might not like any of them. There is a certain aspect where, like, I am the fucking guy. Yeah, I, you're I, the guy. I am the fucking game pal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got that one, Montage? Yeah, That's dude. great, yeah. Dude, even though 
I hated that show because when I was 18 years old, broke up with my ex girlfriend. Yeah. Three days later, she started dating Adrian Grenier from really? Entourage. And when guys Entourage like- could not have been a more fire show. Uh, it's like 10 years ago, too, when it was hot. Had yeah. to stop watching. It was terrible. He's nothing now. I mean, I mean, he's not nothing, but he's like, he's. Yeah, now I'd rather be I, Ted Jones. Too. But back, yeah. back in the day, though, it was Adrian Grenier. I was like, I cannot believe I broke up with my girlfriend. Two days later, she's Stink. at a movie premiere with him. In the city doing showcase clubs, you can be headliner, whatever, great comic, but if no one knows you, you're the same as that person doing an open mic or doing 10 minutes. You can, have, you can, you can do just as well as the other person. You know, If the crowd's hot, no one knows the difference. So there is that that's a little bit like, and it's, it's, show, it's like, I, I think we forget, like a show, it's all showcase clubs in New York, and showcase means just like you're just giving people like a kind of a sample you know, you're showcasing your talent. But there's definitely a lot of comics that are fucking great, and mm-hmm. they're headlining and super established, and they can't get booked at a the stand. Or, yeah, or, yeah. It's not, That's can't, interesting. Can't get booked. Like, uh, not can't, won't. But what's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's like they're qualified for sure. Like they make it, they can make it, they can kill, but yeah. they're just not in there. You well, know? just like like in general, the comedy seller, you know, the mecca of New York comedy, whatever. Yeah. There's so many comics that just haven't been booked there. You know, they're hilarious. They kill yeah. other places, and maybe they just don't have the connections there, or they just don't have a good relationship with whoever runs yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's so a lot that goes into it. It's interesting. Yeah. So you were talking, uh, or before we hopped on, you were talking about your initial podcast that you started, and now this kind of semi new podcast. Was there? Is there? Um, a theme behind your new podcast yeah so and shout it out by so the, way. the new podcast is called mixed mutts it is with my girlfriend oh nice dude so so we ask intrusive questions you guys live together sorry we do live together okay. yes so the podcast is that we ask intrusive questions about mixed race people and their ethnic backgrounds so she's indian and white i'm chinese and puerto rican uh, she's a scientist i'm a comedian so that's our whole like kind of like sitcom uh, premise yeah but um, yeah, we just talk about, like, we have, like, all these questions we an- we ask ourselves, and then we just ramble on, like, you know, like, what which race do you relate to the most? Like, which parent was more strict? Like, uh, like all, like, any of these cultures were imposed on you growing up? Like, all these just kind of crazy questions. What do you, what, how are you going to raise your, how are we going to raise our kids? Oh, like, wow. And then we ask other people to send in questions, and um, we also, uh, we haven't done it yet, but we're going to have guests on. We're gonna highlight mixed race people of like note, and um, that's it. It's a very new podcast. Right now, we're answering a lot of our own questions and uh, fan questions, and uh, that's it. I'm excited to see where it takes us. Um, we've gotten a lot of shit on it about it for social media. Really? Why? Because yeah, we're just talking about race. You know, uh-huh. when you talk about race, people are, people are gonna get upset. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, the other the podcast I've been doing for a while now that I've been kind of off and on is called "I'm Just a Kid." That's where I have people on, and I kind of interviewed them about their high school experience. Nice, dude. It's fun, and it, it, it ends up just being kind of a hang podcast. It's kind of centralized around that. Right, like you ask that question and then kind of right. from there. And then, yeah, then it basically becomes like a therapy session. Right? <laughs> nice. You know, you talk about like, oh, that's you're, that's, you're a kid that in high school as a kid. That's why you're fucking this right now, blah, blah. And then, you know, I've had people cry on the podcast. It's pretty really? Yes, I mean, I've had a couple um, ladies get on there and talk about, like, friendships that Went around. are no more. Oh, man. And they're like, why don't I talk to that person? And they just start crying. They just start calling them on the podcast? We, you know, that was <laughs> one of the things, because I, so, when the the podcast, like, I tried to book people that studied your books from high school, and I'd go through them and read what people would write them. Wow. But it, it got to the point where it was getting, it was getting hard to get people that had their yearbooks. 
I would we would try to call people if there are numbers in there because you know people write their numbers K I T keep in touch and we would call them <laughs> just for fun mm-hmm. and um, I would love to uh, maybe if I can get someone to book it maybe I can get someone to like do that where they make sure people have book it where people have their yearbooks yeah it's such a hassle so right now I just book people and um, we just talk about it. So you're doing two podcasts now, or you're just doing now one doing with two. your girl? Now, oh. now we're doing two. Yeah. Well, now both, doing once two. A, both once a week? Yeah, both both once a week. All right. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of it's like, um, I like doing both of them. Yeah. That's the most important thing. But a lot of it's uh, to put out more content, you know. Um, I got to try to get monetize my YouTube so, you know, yeah. the, each of those podcasts are like 45 to an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a few people, there's some people that listen to it, and um, I'm trying to just qualify for money. You know, everything I do now is to make money. You know, I, I like doing the things I do. I'm not selling out, but everything I do now, there's a reason behind it. Well, it's, I mean, it started because you love doing it, and now it's come to a point where you feel like now's the time to make that cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz I think, you know, for me I, ha- I have like a lot of like self-doubt, you know. It's like why how, why would I why who would pay for for my shit? And a then A lot of people, bro. That's but that see that's, you know, I don't have that in me. I really don't have like it's like and it's a problem I have. I work through it in therapy, but it's like I don't have that thing like have you seen the Kanye doc? Yeah, I've seen the first two. So it's unbelievable. First it's like his two, mom yeah. is his biggest supporter. It's like his mom's like quoting lap uh, laugh, rap lyrics and like um says he's great you're gonna be famous i support everything you do mm-hmm. and it's like that's why he's doing all the shit he's doing now with like him just saying whatever i mean everyone thinks that when they get divorced and someone's banging their wife you know like oh, i want to fucking kill that person i want to bury them like but you just don't say it you know because like who are you to say that you look like a psycho comedy doesn't care because he grew up with a mom that's literally just like you're great you're everything you do which I'm, it kind of sounds like it's bad because I'm licking it with the Pete stuff, but it's like that's the kind of you need that kind of mentality because he he had that mixed with supreme talent. That's why he's fucking famous, you know. He's a he's a fucking natural. He's he's like so talented. His music's great, and he didn't he 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 went through everything. Like I'm great. I'm gonna make it because he had a mom that was like, "You're great. You're gonna make it." You know. So for me, it's like I didn't have that growing up. I had more of like a like um the fuck are you doing get a real job type. yeah not get a real job it's like there's no just no compliments on anything i ever did so like now i'm 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 an adult and now i'm just like well why why would why would anyone care about that why would this and like now people in the social media manager for example or just my manager in general they're like no you have something we we can uh you can make money people will pay for you and then i'm just like all right now, now i'm starting to listen to that a little more but it's still it kind of against my dna if you know what i mean or, or my like childhood makeup, if that makes sense. It's got really deep, right? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate that, bro. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I think in general, you know, it's just a, it's like that self talk, like you're talking about, and yeah. like social media manager, people who do this stuff for a living, letting you know that no, you're good, you're good. You know, it's always reassuring. And then also, you know, when you're freaking headlining in places that you've never heard of, and you sell out the whole room, you know, I'm sure that that would do a bunch for that's, your confidence. That's the best, where it's like. That's that's the reason why I do comedy because when you're on stage you are you are the shit, you know. It's like you you, you it's fun, it's stuff you've written and finally people are laughing and they like you. You know, you feel you're just accepted to like the most like whatever highest power, yeah. you know. And it's great. And one of the most kind of 
crazy things about comedy is like you'll do a set and then once you get off, it's like because you have to earn that with the crowd, the trust, you know, and you get it and you're killing, you're riding this this, this magic ship. But then once the set ends, the next crowd, you got to do it all over again, you know. Unless you're famous or they know you, then you're kind of like just riding forever. But it's like that's the way it's hard to get off sometimes. He's like, I'm killing. This is great. This is yeah, so much blow, fun. Blowing the light, yeah. And once you go, all right, goodbye, everyone. You know that's gone, and you got to work for it the next the next show. Yeah, Chris yeah. Rock said something. He was like, doing stand-up is like heroin. I don't know if he said that out loud or like in an article or oh, if he no. told somebody that I know that who told me that. The guy who used to, uh, he just passed away, Richie Tinkin, who owned the comic strip, rest in peace. He used to tell me all the time. Like, he, he wouldn't even say heroin or drug. He would just look at me and it's like, Cause I'd be like, "How you doing?" I was like, "Oh, dude." He'd be like, "How how was your spot?" And I'm like, "Oh, it was great, Richie." And he'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know? "I'm like, I know, I know, it's yeah, great. Oh, I need more." And he would always tell me, "You got to get on TV. You got to get on this." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, but I just booked this weekend in uh, whatever fucking Des Moines, Iowa." And he's just like, "Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it?" Yeah. I I well, these shows, whatever I, I mentioned, you know, I it's because I I did some kind of reaching out workout uh, work. You know, and that's, that's dude. Yeah. That's also the same reason we're talking here on the couch because you DM'd. Yeah, you know? and I, listen, it's, you know what I mean? it's great. It's like the show was great. It, it totally, you know, uh, I, I, I it was great. You know, and then you know now now we're buddies. You know, like you never know who could listen to this podcast. But what is what is it called? Um, perceptions, reality. You know, sometimes you just gotta Bro. Be, gotta be Kanye sometimes and just just act like everything's great. You know, everything's fuck. You're the best. Then you go home. And then you have your your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your kid or your your dog. There you go. Oh, God, I suck. You know, who am I to fucking? And then once you go outside in the world, that's got to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Bro. Yeah, you, you got to put the mask and on. And we're alive, dude. And also nobody gives a shit about anything the previous day unless you fucking kill someone or do yeah. something really bad. That was one of my biggest realizations in comedy. When I was first starting out, I was so worried about how I was doing and how it was this. And I remember, like, doing open mics and just seeing people's heads not even looking at me. I'm like, and I also remember, and I was in college, so I remember doing, like, presentations, PowerPoint presentations, and seeing no one give up, like, people sleeping or texting under the table. It's like, no one gives a flying fuck about anything I'm saying right now. It's going one ear out the other. No one gives a shit. Even if people are listening, they have their own lives to worry about. So it's like. What the fuck am I so worried about? And I remember that switch when I finally really came to that realization. I was able to kind of just be a little more free up there. Good, dude. You know? Because it's like, even if you bomb, it's the worst feeling. But, like, no one in the room really cares. You know? They see that, oh, that guy sucks. Next second, they're just like, fuck, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to fuck that Yeah, room, or it also, you know? like you were saying, like, it also depends on, like, the situation. If you're opening, you're headlining, whatever. You're at yeah. a comedy club trying out new shit. Or on a night like tonight where you have sports, four spots. Like, yeah. chances are... All four spots are not going to go 10 out of 10. You know, maybe all of them will go at least like 7.5 out of 10, yeah. which is not up to your standards. But yeah. everybody who sees you tonight is at least going to laugh once. Yeah, and it's also like, I hate the, I'm not, I'm trying to downplay anything, but it's like, I look at the spots and it's like, nothing. Not, I, I do this in the shower a lot, which yeah. is really pathetic. I'm really opening up here. No, um, I like it. I we, literally we like it. will like, because I'll, I'll get anxious and I'll be in the shower. For some reason in the shower, I start getting anxious because I'm getting ready for whatever I got going on that day. And I'm just like, I have to literally just talk to myself and be like, you've done this, you've done that, you've done this. These are all way more high-pressure situations than the, your fucking five-minute spot at the tiny cupboard. Like, shut the fuck up! 
Bro, you know, also just put you. fucking notes <laughs> on the door before you leave. Dude, be the best you could be. Imagine a documentary cruise. Like, dude, look at all this fucking shit I have. You have notes the everywhere? Place. Everywhere. Over there in the cabin. You know what's funny? I did that. Everywhere, oh, dude. look at that. Over yeah. There, everywhere, man. Yeah, once, well, I did that once, and then I had friends over, and they're like, dude, why does this say, why friends. does this say get your, get a bigger dick? Dude, what the what? Fuck? <laughs> well, <laughs> what maybe don't put that, but just small stuff. Win, freaking focus. Whatever the fuck, man. 2022, best year yet. Yo, let's mom? go. That's that a mom? big one. That's a big one. Where? That light? It says that, mom. Where? Best year. Okay. 2022, best year, mom. Merry yeah. Christmas. Oh, Merry 22, Christmas. yeah. Oh, okay. to Merry Christmas. I but I've Christmas. just, yeah, all good. I just have random stuff all over my apartment. And I like that's, that. I think that that has helped my mindset harden. Your apartment's, your apartment's, this is, you're all, this is you. This, this is you. just me, bro. This, this is me crazy. and the, and the uh, studio. So I've been doing, you know, comedy full time. I worked for, yeah. at my dad's company for about six and a half years. Okay. So I've been doing comedy full time. Yeah, for let's talk about you. Fuck, I, I took up so much. Bro, uh, I mean, you're the guest, here. man. You're the guest. Yeah, so right. I mean, in terms of, in terms of like, um, kind of getting my footing, it took me a long time. Like you were saying, it's yeah. just like, you, it seems like, threw yourself into the mix right after college, you know, like doing comedy in college. and doing everything. I was in okay. college. Yeah, 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 so for me, in terms of taking it seriously, improv and comedy, like, it was a few years after I graduated college. Like, I was always into theater. I was always into taking drama classes at college, doing UCB in between uh, college summers, stuff like that. But focusing on my family business for so many years, like, I was, I, like, shut out comedy, and I wasn't really focused on that. And I think, like... Seeing something that I really didn't want to do for the rest of my life, even though it was family business. And, you know, when you think about family business, you're like, okay, I need to help my family and do this. But, like, Mm. you are kind of stagnant, stagnant, stagnant. And then what? After year 15, you start making all this money because you take over the company. Yeah. Yeah. That was just something I never wanted to do. And, like, looking at comedy from the outside in, like, hanging out at the stand, hanging out with other comics that I have made friends with over the years just from being around. Yeah. I just saw it as, like, look, I really – I have – Worked at my dad's company for six and a half years. I have some money saved up. What the hell do I have to lose? I'm not happy on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Like, what do I have to lose? I think, that, like you were saying before, like that's such an important part of living life through you being happy every single day. Yeah. It, I'll, you know, I would say this. Like, I'm so happy in the, like, in the, in the general sense. Like, I wouldn't trade this for anything. Exactly. Um, but grass is always greener on most of my friends. Great job, security, salary, health insurance, yeah, man, it's wife, tough to turn car, that down. house. They're like, it, it, to me, that's I, 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 I fucking will makes me uh, just blow my load in my pants hearing that. That's security. That's all I want. That's why I'm doing the two podcasts and I'm 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 social media person and I'm fucking running around doing shows. You know, you know, gonna get pushed on the train tracks probably one day. But it's like <laughs> I'm doing it all because I'm trying to. Get some security. I want something where it's like, here's a bunch of money, and don't you don't have to worry about it. Just have fun. Um, but the chase and 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 the being doing whatever I want is probably is great. And that's what those people they're kind of like working for someone else. They're not yeah. working. They're they're they're, they're basically make, they're making money. But whoever is giving them the money, I mean, they're making so much more money. You know. Yeah. And, and they th- could also be replaced the next day. Exactly. Exactly. Like and they like can you like, yourself cannot be replaced the next day if you. I can't God fire forbid. myself. Can well, I? God forbid, bro. If you get COVID on Friday and you have a show Saturday night yeah. in freaking Tacoma, they're probably going to be scrambling and have, you know, a lot of issues, whether they're going to try and like, you know, That's find another headliner yeah. or whatever it is, you know, like it's, you're definitely less replaceable as you would be at a job that a lot of people can do. Yeah, man. And, um, yeah, but I love that, uh, security sounds good, but you know, I give it up to you, man. Cause you did something that, uh, I mean, th- I think we forget, it's like, 
every comic we have to respect a little bit that they they they've go, they're going for it. So many people don't go for it, you know. I was at the New York Comedy Club the other day, also a great club. And uh, oh, I forgot to mention your comic. Yeah, that's one of the. I love. Yeah, yeah I see your book there club. a lot. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a great club. Um, this is guy after the show. He's like, oh, I saw you upstate, blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh, cool. He goes, yeah, I've been thinking about, you know, I gotta get up there. I gotta get up there. Damn, you see, you guys is wrestling with himself in his mind. I'm like, ah, fuck, fucking dumbass. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like I told him like, yeah, nothing to lose, just go, go. You might not even like it. Like you'll go and be like, oh, what the fuck was that? What was I thinking? Oh, I'll never do that again. But you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Get it off your tits. So you, don't have to, you can sleep at night, you know? And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't go for it. And they just turn it around, turning in bed. Oh, wow, I want to do that. I want to do that. And they just lie to themselves every day. And you didn't. Like, you felt it and you did something about it. That is so rare, dude. Like, that is not that common. I would say maybe, like, 3% of people actually just go for whatever they really want to do. And everyone just becomes, like, a cog in, in whatever. And then they trick themselves into believing shit, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, let me tell you, it was extremely hard to make the decision that I made, especially when it was guaranteed salary. I really cannot get fired going in from 9 to 5 p.m., yeah. do whatever I want after work. That's why I'm giving you a lot. That's whatever why I'm it is. blowing you right now. Thank dude, you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Well, no, but the thing is, you know, I think in general, if anybody listening or watching, you have your passion and you're working on it, you know, outside of work, you yeah. know, maybe take it a little bit more seriously. Do it an hour every day after work. And then once, you know, you're doing it seven to ten hours a week after work, you know, you start to do it more and more, and then you find a little success in doing it, and then you see, oh, I, it's been a couple of years I've been able to save money. I think you just need to plan for yourself to get out of somewhere you don't want to be. If that, have, that's an important yes, part. I, I agree 100%. I think, too, in, to add on to that, if you have any tingling of like, um, of, of, of you, I, I want to try stand-up or I want to get into music, and it's like every day you're, and you're just like, you're that creepy guy staring at people like like musicians like or at Sam Adams like just like like playing drums that are free but like whatever just like go do it dude just just do it if you have that tingling it's like um just do it give it a shot like I said you may not even like it there's a lot of things like I, I for drum I wanted to try playing drums I got a whole drum set and I did it two days I'm like I got I don't got I don't have it you know I didn't have that drive to like keep doing it but at least I tried I mean barely tried but it's like now I don't really have that desire, yeah, you know? You I have a desire to learn how to dance. I told my girlfriend the other day, let's go take some dance classes. She's like, what? What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, well, I do have this fantasy that if we're at a club or something and the people are dancing, I don't want to be sitting there like the fucking grumpy guy. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't fucking like dancing. No, it's because I can't dance and I want to embarrass myself. Right, let's, let's, let's change that. And, you know, I think that would make me a happier person by trying it. I got to get her to come with me. I love that, man. So just yeah. making your life happier by trying the things that give you freaking scary butterflies in your stomach. If you want to do it, just do it. You know, and obviously there's a lot of things that are, are hard to do, whether it's because they're, they're, they seem unattainable financially yeah. or whatever. Or no one's ever done it, maybe. No one's ever done it, or you can psych yourself out. Like, that was us, and we know how big of a deal that was, you know, how scary it was. <laughs> it's, like, not a big deal. So you got to do it. It's three minutes. I promise you. Just do anything for three minutes, you know? It won't be worse than planking for three minutes. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Planking is the worst. Yeah, planking stuff, especially over three minutes. My girlfriend says I, I got, she calls me, like, the other day, this is the best compliment ever. She was like, she just called me a muscle guy, you know? She's like, she's like, you know, when people see, like, you know, what's good about you is, like, you go up there and, like, you're a muscle guy, but you're sensitive. All I hear was, like, muscle guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's not right. That's an amazing compliment. Right. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Well, James Camacho, <laughs> bro, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. We got to, uh, you want anything else to close it out? You want to shout out your uh, two podcasts again, please? Yeah. So, Mixed Mutts Podcast with my girlfriend. Um, that's uh, available on YouTube, youtube.com slash James Camacho for both my podcasts. I'm Just a Kid can be on, her on SoundCloud, um, Spotify, iTunes. Follow me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter at Kamachbro, C-A-M-A-C-H-B-R-O. Um, I post so much fucking content. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it really does. I do. I post um, every day. There's maybe like two stand-up clips, like, like a joke, a selfie joke on YouTube. There's so much There's so much content, dude. Like if you follow me, you're going to get a lot of content. Um, it's all free. So go fucking subscribe, support me. And just enjoy this stuff. Don't don't subscribe if you don't enjoy it. That that's a that's pathetic. But um, yeah, that's where you can find me. And if you want to come, this comes out next week. Yeah, yeah. So come to. Oh, so yeah, come to Suffer New York this Saturday. Let's go Rhino Comedy Club. Um, and then I'm at the Comic Strip Live in New York City next Friday, the 18th. I want to say for two shows. And um, yeah, I love the username too, Kamach Bro. I made it in college. I was I went. I was a Rutgers student. I was a big bro. Oh, nice, dude. New Brunswick. Yeah, New Brunswick. Yeah. I was born in New Brunswick, spent what? six weeks there, and then moved to New York, so not much of a Jersey boy. Oh, thank you. Oh, you did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> New Brunswick is not yes, exactly I a good, good area. I, I praise my parents for that. James Camacho, thank you so much, sir. Thanks, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon, all right? Absolutely. Later, guys. Peace. Ooh.